Okay, rolling. Hi. My turn to start. Yep. Okay, so this has been a good week. Um, <laughs> I love your face right now. <laughs> I am pretty it's like beaming. Um, so I've kind of locked in the founder chat part of the week, mm-hmm. and that's continuing to roll. I'm finding that really enjoyable to start to raise kind of um, a conversation about like note taking and how they get set up, mm-hmm. um, and that's been fascinating. And actually, a lot of the conversations are like. Uh, yeah, it, there, there's something there uh, for this um, kind of continuing my intuition that, that we need a notes app for our kind of strategic thinking. When we're still figuring things out, we don't know what category notes should go in. Mm, that's so, a good sentence and a pitch right there. Yeah, so it's it's quite cool. So, um, and where the founders become the primary um, focus of the people that I want to help, because they do think strategic, they do do strategic thinking. Sometimes they use random notes apps and those notes just are littered places. Sometimes they use pen and paper. Uh, sometimes they use whiteboards. Uh, designers also back on the uh, on the focus because I think they are also. Um, it's a particular type of designer which is now uh, known as a product designer. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking about the whole product, not just the particular screens or fonts or buttons and things like that so a product designer product managers so these are people that uh, are responsible for the performance of a a particular digital product Mm -hmm. in a larger organization um yeah so all three so kind of like a product focused founder a product designer and a product manager are kind of in the ballpark also people who would benefit from this product yeah as well as founders yeah and my sense is that these are the people that do strategic thinking um, and it is helpful to kind of track that in mm. a, a new type of note app. So my my week now consists of a few different... Do you know what? Yep. I know you're thinking this way, but I could even see how someone writing a novel or yeah. a article or whatever can use these kinds of things. It's like, yeah. like a research journalist or whatever. Yeah. And, and for Rome that the Rome research that's its primary base is in the kind of writers oh, content writers. creators oh cool yeah so I think there is a um, there'd probably be a big interest from that group yeah I'm just trying to find a slightly different angle uh, yep. with the strategic thinkers yeah um, it, but would probably pick up maybe some of those as well yeah and I mean like you'll have different features it'll work differently yes exactly exactly you are creating something that's quite different yeah but it will still have the functionality that will work for those people yeah um so that's where my head's at um in terms of what i'm doing there's kind of a few key things and probably the key th- the, the most interesting is i've got a now priority task each week so i'm chatting to founders and i'll probably broaden out who i'm chatting with i'm on figma now uh-huh. like designing things up and actually working through the mechanics of the product because Yes, there's the how it looks, but more important in the way I think about design is how it works. Um, so how do these actual different kind of keyboard commands work and what are the core ones? So I'm kind of starting to lay down actually what would be the base uh, functionality of this product. And that's important because now I'm gearing towards a conversation around a developer. So you need a co-founder. Yeah, I need a co-founder, and that's my primary task. So I'm making sure each day I've got a good block 
that's dedicated to primary the primary task. It's easy for me to gravitate towards kind of jumping on Figma or other things. But basically, I need to stay focused on... There is the most important thing right now is to find a person that codes in Swift on a Mac. Um, or, or yeah, codes Mac apps. Who's willing to give up a day and a half a week to yeah. match your day and a half a week and become a co-founder of this business. Yeah. And probably 50-50 split as well, I'm generally thinking. Yep. Um, yeah, so to that end, I've already had a few different chats So uh, with... Uh, um, a developer friend I know and then another guy in the UK there's also these sites that that are dedicated to this kind of challenge of finding a co-founder so this morning I flicked out about eight invites to specifically Swift developers um, and um, we'll see how that goes it's a little bit like online dating um, <laughs> and oh, no. yeah so there's a lot of downsides uh. to it um, but for me but there's a lot of upsides to online dating as well, babe. <laughs> yeah. So, hey. I was I was too old for it by the time that we... Got... By the time that actually took off, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were way too old. Um, yeah, but I think the key thing is, and I mentioned it, I guess, last week, is that uh, co-founding kind of team, that core pair of people, there'll be lots of challenges, lots of decisions, and you kind of want that pretty solid. So... Um, even if it was like a connection through, and I'm really only just looking for a, a, the, the kind of key connection uh, or someone. It's just finding actual people because uh, there's not huge amounts of people that code in Swift mm. um, that are, I can access in the moment. So it's just trying to start conversations over email with people and then I'll probably jump on Zoom. And then and then it's probably more leading to like just a project to test it out, just to pick a part of the product and say, hey, can we prototype this out? So... Um, I can kind of get a sense of a number of things. One, can they code? Uh, two, what quality? And I'd probably get another friend of mine to assess the quality of code. Yeah. Um, and then um, how are they like to work with? And there's like another hundred different factors. Uh, but finally, I was chatting to a founder this morning from Chicago. And um, interestingly, he and his friend were non-technical um, so they were the they were non-technical founders. Yep. So they didn't know how yeah. to code, and they needed a coder. Mm -hmm. And then they found a a coder through the site that I've used. Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably... did you know about the site before? No. Like, well, this, is, this is the thing. Like, it's funny. You go into every week as a founder, and you're like, okay. Uh, I've identified the priority problem, which is I need a, a developer. How do I solve this? I have no idea. Like, I remember having this distinct thought on Monday. I was like, I have no idea how to even start to, like, because I don't know many developers. Yeah. Full stop. But yeah. you just have to figure it out. And just like, and it just so happened that this guy was in this scenario. And I was able to talk with him. And he was like super cool and like would go and, and was keen to help. And we just went in depth as to like right down to like how the conversation started and what his approach was and where he found like and yeah so so he's how used, his conversation started with the developer the developer the yeah, coder yeah. idea and, and that idea of actually doing a project with them and so yeah oh. so I'm kind of you kind of just laying that's down just the beauty steps of as you go. relationship hey like actually talking to people you yeah. like the way gets made clear. You know, you can't, you got to be moving in some way. And it's well, in the right direction is talking to someone. 
Yeah, it certainly does help. I, I don't think it would necessarily guarantee the mm-hmm. next step. I mean, just like, yeah, I just, I didn't even know that this guy, that was his scenario, it just so happened that this is what I need to do this week and this guy just happened to... But had you not been in the habit of talking to yeah, other people, true. talking true. to other founders, you may never have, well, you well, may have, <laughs> but like many, many months later or through yes. a much longer path, who knows? Yeah. So that's the priority. So I've sent out these invites, um, and who knows what will come back. Yeah. We'll see in the next probably five, six days as they come. And then we'll just, I just need to keep this priority because despite all the other more interesting parts to me of product building, this is the, the key problem I need to solve. Mm. And um, I just need to make sure that's a priority until it's solved. How do you feel about starting a company with, a co-founder who you don't really know because your previous startup mm. was with two people who you'd worked with for yeah. a long time. You knew them, you were good mates, yeah. you knew this girl, yeah. you had a relationship with them. Like here yeah. you'll be meeting a complete stranger yeah. who has the same kind of passion, I guess, but you don't mm. know them. How does it feel? That's not a great scenario I think in general. Like going into unknown, it's almost like blind dates, blind marriage. <laughs> kind of, yeah, but um, yeah, I mind you, if you're going to be you know relating it to that kind of metaphor, I was in a taxi or an Uber a few weeks ago mm. and got chatting to the Uber driver, my friend and I, and he has said he got married through an arranged marriage. Okay. And he was showing me photos of his, like, his children and his wife. And it just seems like from the types of stories he was telling me that he has an epic relationship with his wife. And Mm. there is so much loyalty and commitment there Mm. and just a really good basis for good, respectful relating. Mm. And um, so, you know what, babe? You're... (laughs) Your co-founder relationship could be the same. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, obviously it can work. I yeah. mean, this this guy this morning. It's worked really well. I mean, it's got unknowns. It's got risks. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, I don't have many other options. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> so Arranged like, marriage it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I guess the key thing is probably in there that... Um, having the kind of set up such that you can work through and make decisions well it kind of put maybe puts more of a load on how work is done as opposed to relying uh, on the the um the trust that's been formed over years or the um which will build um yeah so i don't know like i mean i can see so many benefits to this way of doing it because with the relationship <laughs> with your mates it was always harder to just go, this is what we got to commit to, you in or you out kind of thing. Because there was like, oh no, okay, he's, you know, he's not quite ready or can't quite commit to this type of time or whatever. But I, we really want him or her to be part of this team. Okay, we got to make it work. And things just slowed down. There wasn't, I mean, I just think when it's like, what you are here, it's not personal, it's professional, <laughs> it's business relationship will build trust will build but you're going to set up the scaffolding for that relationship and for that yeah building like from the beginning i think that a stranger started thing would be more kind of formalized 
and then maybe it makes it easier to set up those patterns. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the friend scenario doesn't have to be that. That's on me to actually communicate better. Um, And make the tough calls. It's harder to make tough calls with people, though, that you're really good mates with. uh, Maybe. Maybe. It depends how good I am at communicating. And I think, irrespective of whoever it is, um, is a call to communicate better, be clearer as to what I think. Even, like, like think about or articulate what I want, which I think that's been one of the things I've had to learn. Is like, like what do I actually want? Because sometimes it's really casual and fixable. But, I mean, but then sometimes I catch myself out where I'm like, oh, actually, no, I did want that. And I think it's on me to be able to be clearer. Um, so irrespective of if it's someone I've known for a while or someone I'm just meeting, I think that's true. But yeah, probably even more so if it's someone that I've just met. So yeah, so who knows? It's not. I'm, I'm not gonna sure. be watching this space with intrigue. That's yeah. yeah. all I can say. I mean, the the, advice, the common, the most common advice is that you should choose someone that you know have worked with, all that kind of stuff, and that makes sense. Like, and that's what you'd say with. Yeah, because you, like, there is a it cuts out a lot of the, um, you know, unknowns. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many dimensions on which, I mean, one, you do want them to be technically proficient, mm-hmm. but also there's so many other factors to w- yes. would make a good co-founder. Yeah. Don't and, get me wrong. I can see all the risks yeah. in this way okay. of doing it and going with a straight I like your positive. I, I like your focus on like, <laughs> understanding how it could work well, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really tricky one. I'm just wanting to highlight some of the benefits here. Okay. So, yeah. So that's that's the main focus I need to move, like need to work on. Um yeah. Oh, there's the baby. Right. <laughs> okay. It is recording? Cool. Yeah. Well, just, you can sit here with Mama. You sit here with Mama. This you is a microphone. Us. We're doing a little podcast. So you can see, see, this is a microphone. So we speak in here, do we? And then see these little patterns that come up on the screen? That's our voice. That's it's our called voice. waveforms. He's <laughs> like, okay, guys. <laughs> Water. Water. That was Mama's coffee. Yeah. Water. Oh, yeah, this one's fine. Okay, so for me... This week? Yeah, I had, a, I had a really good week. I It was a slightly shorter session because I'm... One of my other projects I'm busy with at the moment is organising with some friends a women's conference. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a meeting around that and um, it just ran over a bit. Okay. And then I kind of had the age-old challenge of like my ideating and around the conference ideas was just going wild like yeah. it was, I was just so amped and then needing to reel that in yeah. and refocus on something yeah. else so but I did way better than I had done three months yeah. ago so I kind of I allowed myself five minutes oh. yeah. I allowed myself five minutes to just tie off some loose ends and that kind of thing and then like was, write stuff down or yeah, and just the last little bit of research I had to do. Oh, sure, yeah. And then I, yeah, I, there was a bit of self-talk of like, that's, you that's know right. you've, you, yeah, you've, you can do this, Jimmy, you have learned this skill now, we can do it. And, um. Interesting. Yeah, and then it was just a matter of actually like closing all the tabs on the computer of all the other things and just. Like literally? Yeah, literally. Metaphor? Literally, no, <laughs> literally. <Okay. laughs> Which resulted metaphorically as well. It's an interesting thing just on that. 
that when you're entering, you're leaving a mental space and entering another mental space, it's kind of not as tangible as like actually physical spaces, going yeah. to work, for example. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's interesting, like, this, that challenge of, like, getting out of one headspace and into yeah. another. And, like, and especially do do... when you're in flow, when you're yeah. in that place of flow. Interesting. But then you've got to stop that because your very valuable time that you have four it's hours away of the next one. Yeah, it's ticking. So... Do you do any kind of, not rituals, but, like, yeah. any, what, like, what did you... I mean, the, the space where I do sit, like at that yeah. little desk. Okay. So you went to that, cold. that Yeah, I so went to the boys' bedroom where we've got a little desk set up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was kind of like, what should I do? And then I was thinking I might go back, just start on something like the Muse storytelling course. I yep. didn't. In the yep. end, I decided to start producing some a question set for one of the mums who I want to interview as a co-subject for the video oh, for yeah. Graham. Cool. So she cool. took her little girl, her baby actually, to Graham. And I just wanted to have her story of her interaction with Graham and okay. cool. their clinic and practice. So I started, yeah, prepping that, which was good. That got me back into that zone. Yeah. And then the other thing I did was do more of my Muse storytelling course. Oh, yeah. And that was awesome. Again, I'm just so stoked that I'm doing it because it is just giving me new fodder for this next season. Uh, interesting. Um, you're watching my hands. I'm using my hands last night. <laughs> 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 Is that what you're doing? Um, yeah. So something I was thinking something that I'm naturally good at is getting in interviews and in conversations with people to some pretty deep, places with them deep and authentic places mm. but this course so there's a lot of stuff that the course gives that i i know but there's these other parts to it that i'm just like this is gold yeah. this is gonna help me to push myself that extra 20 percent and something that i'm already good at yeah cool. but yeah so i'm super stoked so i think what i'm gonna just um focus on in these interviews is specifically I want to go deeper like to the deeper like you know that you ask the question why five times and you get to a pretty authentic pretty specific reason why yeah. someone may have gotten into a specific field okay. or, yeah. or whatever so like so yeah I really want to hone that skill cool but, yeah I and, love when you kind of get to that point where there's like quite specific skills you want to go deep in yeah um yeah, and you can start to, maybe it's my kind of <laughs> interest in, like, high performance. Oh, you're giving me the players. Thanks, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, that was me. Okay. It wasn't, like, a huge work. No, it's got week, I mean, it but it was like fun. things it was are good. rolling forward. Like, when's the interview? It's not for another month. Okay. So yep. there's still plenty of time. Yeah. Um, and... In between that month, though, I've got this conference, so there is... Oh, of course, yeah, yeah and that's taking up quite a bit of focus, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's all right. Like, I'm loving it. You want to come sit on my lap? Yeah, it was a really good week. How, just... like, yeah, my one question is, like, your level of energy. Because mm. you could say that projects take energy, but in a way they almost give energy as well. Like, how do you feel 
like energy wise with these two projects being in your week oh my gosh I feel so lucky like that I get to do two things the two things that I love and would love to do professionally yeah. so storytelling as well as like interior design slash styling yeah and I'm getting to do both of them now with a side project mm-hmm. that yeah with side projects but those side projects are also they're limited you know I've done well I think in keeping them within certain boundaries mm. which is not the way I used to operate the way mm. I used to operate back in my previous career before children and stuff is that it would become everything for me one sure. thing would become everything and will spill over into every part of my okay. life and yeah. time and mind and everything we now have actually yeah I'm doing really well with putting them in like ring fencing them and actually trusting that that time will be sufficient Mm. because I've done better project management you know and actually like push the deadlines out later so that I know that those times will be efficient like will be proficient okay and so is it largely around the way the projects are managed now that's been a big part of the difference yeah i think so it's quite natural the way you're doing it that and also i think since having kids i have lowered my expectations to slightly more realistic yeah we can play that soon um okay interesting yeah so knowing what can be done and what will be good enough rather than unrealistically high expectations sure what will still be great but can be done in yeah. a specific time yeah. yeah it's really cool i mean it just looks like yeah things like i'd imagine it's enjoyable once you get to that activity and it's kind of energizing so you mm. kind of got just enough of each different type of thing in life mm. um, it's a nice mix yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like that with this project as well. It's just like I enjoy when I get there, but then like happy to leave it once it, the time's finished. Yes, and exactly. And, and then come and, back to it. Yeah, and then when we leave it, we get to go and enjoy each other and our children yeah, totally, and totally. just totally. our friends and neighbours. And it's just, oh, I feel so blessed, so lucky in life. That's super cool. This That's is really cool. Snakes and ladders. It's a game called Snakes and ladders. <laughs> anyway, that's us. So you wrap it. That's me. Yeah. Cool. Till next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.